This year, make your holiday dreams come true at TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and HomeGoods. The shelves are super stocked and the prices totally rock. Cashmere sweater for mom? Check. A remote-controlled car? Check. The perfect handmade chessboard for your genius BFF? Check and mate. And that's just the beginning. Stores near you are packed with amazing gifts, so you'll spend less and gift better. Endless selection, great prices all season long at your TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and Home Goods. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. And the ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. That stuff helps an awful lot. We are brought to you by Rosie's Corner, Stanley Law Offices, the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, and the Camillus Golf Club. Go play Camillus today. 18 holes of championship golf. CamillusHillsGolfClub.com. Man, scenic views, the great greens, and all the rest. You can have lunch after your round as well. Camillus Golf Club is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor and the official golf course of the ML Sports Platter. I am absolutely delighted and over the moon to bring in one of the great baseball players in recent times. He has a new book out. It's called Cobra, A Life of Baseball and Brotherhood with Dave Jordan. It's Dave Parker. How about it? Dave Parker was one of the biggest and most badass baseball players of the late 20th century. He stood at six foot five and weighed 235, super intimidating before today's guys, you know, basically grew into superhuman mutants, right? He was a seven-time All-Star, two-time batting champ, a frequent gold glove winner, the 1978 National League MVP and a World Series champion with both the Pirates and the A's. Just a remarkable read, a great career. The great Dave Parker joins us here on the ML Sports Platter. Dave, this is an honor. Thank you so much. How are you? Doing good. Nice sunny day. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. This book is awesome, and it tells your career on and off the field. What's the major message, Dave Parker, that you're trying to get through here? Well, just basically what I'm all about. Uh, A lot of people had me pegged as someone different than what I am. I uh, was a guy that cared about his fellow teammates. Mm-hmm. and the relationships that we had as players, and just shedding some light on who I am. And if someone doesn't know who Dave Parker is, who are you? Well, I'm, I'm a guy that cared about his teammates. I was good with fans. I always took care of my fans. I was a baseball player that was an outstanding player, played hard all the time, ran out every ground ball. Uh, just portraying myself as I am. And, uh, and by the way, running out the ground ball, right? Like today, there's no accountability in the game, Dave. I mean, there, there. You know, guys can just lollygag through a season. I'm not saying they don't work hard. I'm not saying it's not a grind. But let's be honest right now. Like, every single ground ball, you need to run out. You need to set an example for kids. Derek Jeter did it. You did it. So many others did it. Schmidt did it. Ripken did it. A ton of guys from your era. I I mean, the the list is endless. That's an important deal. Today, you know, (laughs) 
players aren't held accountable for things like that. You know, a little pass ball, they were supposed to work on it. They were lazy, didn't work on it. Uh, and another ball goes by him, not running to first base. All those things are important in the game today. Those are the little things, Dave, and you did those. Yeah, I mean, I was taught the basic fundamentals of baseball at an early age, and it was something that stuck with me. I was at a ball game in Cincinnati, and uh, there was a ball hit to the left of the second baseman. It was a half a step away, and uh, he kind of bobbled the ball. And the runner wasn't running hard, and he got thrown out at first. And then in the middle of a playoff. And I just thought that was something that I would never do. Yeah, no doubt. So, during your career, talk about the teammates that you had a little bit, you know? Uh, how about your best buddies on the field? Well, my best friend and father figure and mentor was Willie Stodger. Great player. Stodger was oh, a great guy. God, what a player. Stodger could talk to you just saying hello and sure. walk away with something that you can learn from. And Doc Ellis was another. Hmm. Doc Ellis was a a good friend. He was a character too, huh, Dave? <laughs> yeah, he took me on the wing, and yeah, I uh, learned a lot from Doc. He uh, kept me straight. I know uh, he did the rollers and the acid no hitter, mm-hmm. but uh, Doc was a lot smarter than people gave him credit for. Oh, I believe it. You're fifty eighth all time on the RBI list. You know. Historically, you're only, quick math, 16 RBI behind Mickey Mantle. Uh, not that far away from DiMaggio, the guy you just mentioned, Willie Stargell, Killebrew, and, and a whole heck of a lot until you get up to the top with 2297, with Hank Aaron being the leader. Um, you're a seven-time All-Star. You're a two-time World Series champ. You won the NL MVP in 78. You're a three-time Gold Glove winner. You're a three-time Silver Slugger winner. You're a two-time NL batting champion. You're an NLRBI leader. You're an overall 290 career hitter. You're a 2,700 hit plus guy, right? Uh, you're a 339 home run guy, and you've driven in 1,493 RBI. Do you think you're a Hall of Famer? Well, I'm going to leave that up to them. I mean, I have people that, that come to me and tell me that uh, I should definitely be a Hall of Famer. And uh, I tell them, you know, right here, the writers, the ones that's on the committee, because all I could do was what I did on the field. And uh, what I did on the field, those numbers kind of tell you that I, I should be a Hall of Famer. But I want people to call in and force their opinion. I had a golf tournament for Parkinson. Okay. And uh, we had people that came down from New Jersey. Texas, uh, Miami, all these people came to my golf tournament to let me know how they felt about me being a Hall of Famer. And I told them, you know, right in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I mean, you know, the debate goes on with so many guys. I've covered the Hall of Fame and I'd never, I'd never touch, you know, your baseball resume, obviously. I'd never touched a high school baseball resume, let alone what you've done. Um, you know, I was a pitcher and shortstop, and and once I realized I couldn't throw ninety, 
<laughs> I went in a different direction uh, right around seventh, eighth grade. And, you know, I've covered, I've been in media for a long time and I've covered the Hall of Fame every year since 2004. I've gone to induction weekend every year since 2002. I've gone to induction Sunday every year since 2003, but I've covered it as a media guy. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, I was there for the Derek Jeter, Larry Walker, Ted Simmons, Marvin Miller induction, and I've covered every year since 2004. The debate reigns over, he shouldn't be in, he should be in. Well, if this guy got in, he should be in. And I don't think that the Hall of Fame should be about that. I don't think it's about, well, if Bill Mazurowski's in, then Dave Parker should be in. If Phil Rizzuto's in, then Lou Whitaker should be in. If Alan Trammell's in, then, well, Lou Whitaker should also be in his teammate, or uh, Omar Vizquel should be in, right? It shouldn't be, well, he's in, so he should be in. You should get in because you're a Hall of Famer. But do you think about that when players get in, like Harold Baines, like Bruce Suter? And I know you have respect for everybody in the game, Dave. That's fine. But be honest. You see other people get in. Do you use that theory like, well, what the hell? He's in. I should be in. This is bullshit. Well, I definitely feel that way. I mean, guys that couldn't carry my job are in the Hall of Fame. And uh, I was... uh, a player, I have former players that would say that I didn't want to leave the room when Dave Parker was at the plate. Right, you were a feared hitter in your era. Yeah, you were like Jim Rice in that regard, right? Jimmy. You were feared, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy was a good player. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. But you were feared. You were, continue on that a little bit. Like, nobody wanted to face you, Dave, you know? Well, I, I was intimidating, and I played hard. Second basemen didn't want to cover. Pitchers didn't want to face me, and uh, I left my mark. I uh, wore an earring, was the first guy to wear an earring, the first guy to make a million a year. <laughs> you had swagger. I like it. You you had swagger. I like it. You know, part of that swagger was the 79 Pirates. I got to tell you, I was born in 1979, so... Despite the fact that I'm a Yankee fan, I'm a diehard baseball historian and a baseball, uh, I just appreciate the game and love the history. I don't love what's going on right now. But that Pirate team in 79, I've studied you guys to a T, and that was the year that I was born, man. So, uh, you know, you and I only have that in common, but, you know, I just wanted to let you know that. I was born the year that you won that World Series with the Pirates. What did you, you know, when you think back to that year, when did you realize you guys were great? And what do you take away from that year the most, besides the ring? Well, we were uh, a family, just like the record says. We are a family. And we were coming back from deficits all year. Uh, We were one of those teams that was never out of a game. We had a manager that was ideal for the team because he let us govern ourselves. And Chuck Tanner was ideal for the team. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just a team that never said die. So you've had both of your knees replaced with injuries from your playing career. I have terrible knees. I was diagnosed with grade 2 arthritis about two months ago in my knees. They said I have 60-year-old knees for a 41-year-old. And... Eventually, grade three is coming, grade four is coming, and then the eventual, which you've done and I don't really want to think about. 
I'm also kind of a softie. You're, you're tougher than I am by far. Um, have they helped, Dave? Have those replacements helped you? Well, I only had one replaced. Oh, okay. I thought it was both. No, I had the left one replaced. Okay, okay. And the right one has always been intact. Gotcha. But uh, it helped. You know, you got to work hard to rehabilitate. Sure. Sure. So, Parkinson's disease, what do you... You know what do you what do you want people to know about it? And um, I know you're doing a lot right now to, to raise funds and anything that I can do, um, I'd love to help out, especially at golf tournaments. Um, I can bring items and try to get some people there. Although my contacts don't reach as far as yours do, I'm sure. But um, what do you what are you trying to do and tell people about um, Parkinson's disease, Dave? Well, Parkinson's disease is something new every day. You might get up one day and your legs feel good, you're walking good, you're bending over, you're, you're doing things around the house, and then the next four or five days, you came and crank your, your leg up to take a step. Parkinson is something that you got to fight your way through. You got to stay with it. And... It's been that way for me. Yeah. Well, we're something new every day. Yeah. Well, we're we're all pulling for you. You know, on on that side, um, no doubt about it. Baseball great Dave Parker is our guest here on the ML Sports Platter. Please go buy the book, Amazon.com, online where books are sold, um, nearby bookstores around your neighborhood. It's called Cobra: A Life of Baseball and Brotherhood. When people finish it, you know your work here with Dave. Jordan, what do you hope, Dave, people say about the book? Well, I've been getting good feedback. People like the book. They like that it's honest. Uh, I was involved in a lot of things uh, off the field, and people were surprised that I was so open with that. And uh, I just said, I'm here. Yeah. Take advantage of it. Anything you want to know. If you created your career highlight film, what does the highlight film start with? Starts off in a Porsche. <laughs> really? Okay. 140 miles an hour. Oh, no shit. Tell me more. And uh, it slows down in the bend. And that's for long trips. Wow. So uh, I uh, started off fast, matured, slowed down, and matured more and started the family. You know, you were the second professional athlete to earn an average of a million dollars per year. When you, when you like, got that deal, what w- <laughs> I mean, what what was going on? You were eating at what the best restaurants. You're going to the gentlemen's clubs, right? You're going you're going to the baseball field and back, and you're having drinks with your buddies. Like a million bucks, man, back then, second professional athlete to do that. That's a lot of money, Dave. I mean, wh- how did you handle that? Well, I handled it pretty well. I uh, told two of my three, well, three of my friends that I was going to be the first player to make a million dollars a year. And this was in the 11th grade. 
And when it happened, they drove up to Pittsburgh and just sit across from me and stared at me for about 20 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? He said, you said you was going to do this back in 11th grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. You, you, you spent time with the Pirates, the Reds, the A's, the Brewers, the Angels, and the Toronto Blue Jays. You won a World Series, obviously, with the Pirates in 79. And then again in 89, you won a World Series with the Oakland A's, uh, the Bash Brothers and Company. Um, when you win a World Series, when that final out is, is done, what's going through your body? It's really hard to describe. I mean, it's, you, I, I extended my arms in the air with number one up. Yeah. And uh, it took me a while to get my breath to make it to the clubhouse because uh, it was something that you dream of as a kid. And it's a feeling that you have that is undescribable. It's just the greatest feeling on earth. Is there a moment in in the 79 series that when you felt like, okay, we got this, we, we, we're going to win this series? Did, do, you, do you think about that? And, and also 89, like was there, was there a moment in each where you, where you said, okay, like we're, we're going to win this thing? Well, the Pirates. We got kind of Pat Kelly to thank us for the Pirates uh, World Series. Uh, we were in Pittsburgh, Baltimore was in Pittsburgh, and they was up 3-1. Hmm. And they introduced Baltimore's lineup, and Pat Kelly came out and danced on the foul line. And uh, all of us had, had, as one stood up and said, let me see you dance the, fourth, the, the seventh game. And uh, that kind of changed our whole momentum. And uh, we came back, won that game, then we tied it 3-3. And uh, Pat Kelly, his dance changed the whole, the whole World Series. Oakland, we should have won in 88. No but, doubt. Uh, yep, yep. But Canseco had said that there was no way that the Dodgers could beat us. And I think that... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, by the way, when you get a historical moment like Kurt Gibson going up there and hobbling, you know, winning winning the World... Basically winning the World Series with one swing in the first game. I mean, he set the tone at that. I mean, when he hit that home run, you had to have said... Come on, man. There's no fucking way he could do that, right? And and here he is hitting the home run, right? I mean, you, you were like, come on. The, I knew he was going to hit the home run before he got to the plate. You did? He, Get out of here. I had been taken out of the game for defense. No kidding. And Kurt was dragging wow. the bat up to the plate in Hollywood. <laughs> and I'm, I'm standing over there, and I'm saying he's going to hit a home run. Have you, have you given him shit for dragging it up like that, though? Because there was a little uh, bit of extra Hollywood on Have you given him shit since then? <laughs> no, the no? announcers do that. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, I just have a couple more for you, Dave. Again, Dave Parker, our guest. Go get the book, Amazon.com, major bookstores. It's called Cobra, A Life of Baseball and Brotherhood. 
just an amazing book, and I mean, Dave's career is, is, is impeccable. I remember watching you, Dave, when I was a kid. I, I was born in 79. I grew up uh, in the 80s um, as a little kid and then went on into the 90s and all the rest, and just baseball is, is such a, an important part of the game, uh, an important part of my life, and, and, and the game is so important to me. Um, are you down on the game right now? There's a lot of analytical crap, and, and the game's really slow, and you know, Rob Manfred's implementing all these different things and rules and all the rest. Are you pissed at the game? Are you mad at the game right now? Because I am. I'm a, I'm a little mad. Yeah, me too. You know, they uh, don't play it with passion. Right. They, uh, they do stuff that they would never do in my era. Like flipping bats two stories high. Not hustling. Yep. Yes. Right. The game takes uh, three and a half hours. You know, baseball. Wasn't if you're lucky, three and a half hours. If you're lucky, sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean the bat yeah. flip. The bat flip thing, Dave. I don't mind that much, but I I really get pissed at. The runner on second and extra innings. I get so I, I I'm I'm just I'm oh my gosh it drives me crazy with the you know the 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 three batter rule drives me nuts. Even though the bullpen is too into the game, you know it, it shouldn't be that much now. I get it, but still, I mean three batters you should be able to put in a pitcher and, and have them do whatever you want. You've got the situation going on also with the the uh, the starter instead of the you know, or the opener instead of the starter. Uh, you've got a launch angle. You've got spin rate. You've got all this bullshit. And the game, like, go play baseball, man. Like, it, it's run. It, it's uh, not runs. It's 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 home runs. It's it's uh, it's walks and strikeouts. Like, go play baseball, man. Hit and run. Put the ball in play. Beat the shift. Hit it the other way. Hustle. Hit and run. Right. Like those are baseball things, man. That. Those are the things that you guys did that I, I really appreciate now, man, because the game lacks that. It really does. It does. I, I I don't watch it that much. I've been to the game maybe about six times this year, and that was because I was doing something to promote my golf tournament. Sure. But uh, it's hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Final question for you, Dave, in the minute or so I have left with you. Um, all those uniforms, Pirates, Reds, A's, Brewers, Angels, and Jays, did you put on a uniform and feel differently? You know, because I often ask a lot of Yankee greats that. Like, the first time they put the pinstripes on, they just, like, their body just melts. Did you melt at any time during your career putting on those uniforms, Dave? Pittsburgh. Okay, right away. Okay. Yeah, Pittsburgh gave me the opportunity to play. Yeah. And uh, putting that uniform on just made that even more glorious. Wow. And Oakland, Oakland would have been the second one because that team was put together like an all-star team. Ricky Henderson, Coney Langford, oh. Jose Canseco, Dave Parker, McGuire, yeah. Dave Henderson, Ackersley, Steinbach. Yeah. You know, that team yeah. was a symbol like an all-star team. 
Yeah, there's no doubt. And by the way, the Oakland A's have a little bit of history. I mean, that's the thing people forget about. I mean, you, you go back to the Philadelphia A's, you go, you know, the Oakland A's, I mean, the, the players that played for that franchise, I mean, it's endless. He is a seven-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, NL MVP in 1978. The list goes on and on and on. 339 home runs, runs batted in, 1493, 2,700 plus hits, 290 career batting average, and he's now an author of a great new book. It's the definitive autobiography by Dave Parker. It's called Cobra, A Life of Baseball and Brotherhood with Dave Jordan. Dave, this has been an incredible honor for me. I grew up watching you play. I loved watching you play. And now, uh, you know, it all comes full circle. So thanks for doing this. Continued success. And let me know what I can help with Parkinson's. And also, I'd love to play in your golf tournament, my man. Thank you so much. Okay, uh, I'll hold you to that. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning today with Brian. Go with Brian. It's unbelievable the things he opens your eyes to. Great financial plans, you name it. You might have a kid going to college. You might have a a career change. Go with Brian Conboy today. Advisors.massmutual.com and he's on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Thank you also to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the ML Sports Platter, as well as Camilla's Golf Club, Burton Ace Hardware, Rosie's Corner, and Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. TV, built to save you money and bring you the channels you love, including ESPN, AMC, HGTV, and more. Watch your favorite comedies, dramas, suspense thrillers, news, sports, and more for just $35 a month. And your first month is only 10 bucks. Sign up now and start streaming right away on your TV, phone, and tablet. Take control of your TV solution with Sling. It makes TV flat out better. Go to Sling.com to sign up now and get your first month for just $10. Grandma, how are you? How's Papa? We're doing good, sweetie. Grandpa and I got vaccinated last week because our shot's been FDA approved. Are you vaccinated? Not yet. Please get vaccinated before you drive up. We are not that young anymore. (laughs) We want everyone to be safe this Thanksgiving. I know, Grandma. You promise? I promise. Love you. We love you so much. Can't wait to see you, sweetie. Healthy holidays with the fam are just a shot away. Plan ahead. To book your COVID-19 shot, visit vaccines.gov. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.